Hello, hello. So I am going to preface this by saying that this filming was an abomination. So it was supposed to be a very simple, very wholesome response to some great questions from Max, who's a listener from Finland. So Max, if you are listening, please check your spam because I did respond to your email. But yeah, th- this just got way too complicated in my brain, so much so that I went to eat midway <laughs> just to just to distract myself a little bit. Just because I got a bit overwhelmed from how much there was to answer. But uh, apart from my low point, let's just jump into it. Hey everyone, welcome back. So I am really, really excited today because this is our first Q&A or first me responding to listeners' queries and questions on this podcast, which is insane and I'm glad that we are starting this uh, because we have received interesting, very interesting and very thought-provoking questions from a wholesome being called Max from Finland. Finland, which is really, really incredible, first of all, that you are listening way over there in your, you're enjoying your summer and I assume warm days while I am staring at a cloud that is about to rain any second now. So thank you for sending me emails. I really welcome any sort of emails. Maybe refrain on the hate mail if you, if you have the inclination to do that. Maybe refrain on that. But critiquing, I love, or these sorts of queries where you just want to know more or want to really dig deeper into concepts that I really haven't, you know, dug deeper into, or uh, just questions like, hey, I've listened to episode four and you brought up this idea and I'm just a bit confused by that. I don't mind if it's literally from a year ago when I first started this podcast or if it was regarding last week's episode. I just love interacting with you. So again, I really, really appreciate your support and for tuning into this podcast. And I realized I didn't actually say where you could find me. So <laughs> that is itsjoyang.com or itsjjyang at gmail.com. All of the information will be either in the YouTube description or the podcast show notes. Okay, so now onto Max's email. Thank you again for reaching out. So today we are going to respond to Max's email. And of course, this is in regards to the Mastery Learning two episodes ago. And this is in response to Sal Khan. So Sal Khan, uh, he, his book, One World Schoolhouse, is covering a lot of different topics, including one of them being Mastery Learning, which is just mastering the foundations, mastering uh, the basics before moving on to more complicated theories. So for example, with maths, Addition and subtraction, making sure that you master those and then moving on to multiplication and division. So, of course, if you haven't heard that uh, episode yet or watched it, I would really recommend you do actually because this episode won't make sense otherwise. Uh, so, to just clarify or to condense what, condense? To condense what Max said and just summarize it. So, he's saying, yes, okay, so students will move at their own pace, will master things at their own pace. But because all well, everyone's progress will be at different times, when will students even graduate? When will they graduate? Because does that mean that they need to meet a certain level of mastery before they graduate? 
And already my, my brain was exploding because I'm like, great questions, great questions. Didn't even think of that. So will they need to master preset subjects before they can graduate? And what would happen to a student who takes years upon years to master a topic that on average can be mastered within, say, two terms? What happens then? Will they be held back? So first of all, again, these questions are insane. I love them. And (laughs) I was responding to these as if it was like an essay prompt or, or extended response because I just didn't think of this. And I was trying to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? No, no, I need to redraft that. That doesn't hit the right, you know, like it doesn't answer his questions. And I realized that this is such a convoluted topic. So it turns out it's so convoluted that I tried filming, then I rambled a bit after that, then I scrapped that, then I refilmed, then I got really stressed out because I wasn't making any sense, and then I had a snack to feel better. So, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I just went to go eat and distract myself because the the questions are so layered and they require a very thought-provoking, uh, a detailed answer that I just procrastinated instead and I ate. So um, <laughs> let's ignore that. I am back and it's just so hard to answer this because... I was thinking, Joe, why are you so tripped up on this? Why is this so hard for you to answer? And I realized it's because I'm imagining mastery learning to not be applied into the system that we have right now, but the future and what will be required in the future. So what I mean is, for example, the demands of what people need to know in the future. So skills for potential jobs, also how accessible jobs are, whether you need a degree or not for it. Um, and therefore, how schools should prepare in response to what the demands are. How about I just make this more concrete? Let's talk about graduation first. Graduation is such a construct. The more I thought about it, the more I found graduation to be quite entertaining and and quite random because essentially this is saying at a pre-set age, at 18, we have decided that at this age, you need to demonstrate uh, a, a fundamental grasp of these subjects that you have chosen and for what benefit. So I was trying to think, what is the point of graduation? And all I could come up with and all that really exists for graduation and that end of year or year 12 mark or whenever you graduate is solely for entrance into university. That is the only reason why you would need such a thing. Because if you don't have a need for university, then you don't need a year 12 mark. And graduation is technically this abstract concept that you do not need to meet unless if your future requires something academic, like to to um, be within a university or an academic setting like that. Not to say, of course, that life isn't academic. <laughs> That's another topic. But the whole reason why graduation exists is to appease a, another system, which is a university system. So then I start to think, this is why I ate and I procrastinated because 
it goes deeper. What is the point of university? Okay, it's to employ or for people to find jobs within that sector. But what we're finding, at least now and onwards, is sometimes you don't even need a degree to get the job that we want. Of course, there are exceptions. I will go into those. But for most part, things like tech, sure, there is a degree um, regarding that. But places like Google, like Microsoft, are offering their own curated um, courses that will lead, you know, people going in to a job at the end so that they completely bypass this system of university. And I'm not going to generalize this and say that all courses and all degrees are like this, but we are finding a trend to be that university degrees are becoming less and less of a gatekeeper to certain um, sectors and certain jobs. So for example, because of the internet, people are finding jobs and resources or even making their own things. So this could also include things like internships or work experience, LinkedIn, because that makes it so much easier to connect with other people. And I don't know about you, but there's so many people around me who are working in sectors that they've never studied in before. So things are changing. Of course, going to address the elephant in the room, yes, some university degrees like medicine, like law, like dentistry, <laughs> you got to get those good teeth. You know, you, you need a degree for that. And that is totally valid. Of course, we are. <laughs> I can't see a life without needing um, a degree to prove that you can do jobs like those. But going back to the uh, main reason why I brought this up. So if this is what the future looks like, then that will impact the validity or the necessity of year 12 exams and graduation, which will then impact whether we can include mastery learning in the curriculum or not. Because if the point of year 12 graduation is to get a university degree, can you see how <laughs> this is very existential, but can you see how in a world like that, that mastery learning is actually feasible because now students won't be graduating to meet a certain standardized curriculum, right? They won't have a certain cr criteria that they need to all meet. They need to meet their own goals, their own goals. Someone might want to be going to university. So therefore their mastery needs to be to a certain extent. However, for someone graduating who wants to go to say a practical learning um, center like a TAFE, well then their mastery would be completely different. Maybe they need to master something that's more hands-on. Whereas someone who, um, you know, wants to go for a job that doesn't require a degree, also that's still academic, but just not um, university. Oh God, my brain is um, shutting down. Uh, it doesn't require a university degree. Uh, say if it's a marketing job or something like that, then the person will need to master the marketing fundamentals to apply for a job like that straight out of school. And that, you know, like this stuff is possible. I think it seems very crazy right now, but I know for a fact it's going to be quite common in the future where we can bypass university. So going back to Max's question, and I know I've done a huge 420, oh, 560 degree just 
back and forth. But if we are going to talk about when will students graduate, in a system, in a society, it will be when they are 18, whenever year 12 is. In terms of mastery, the school I would like to see and the future that we're heading towards is that students do not need a standardized criteria in order to graduate because this factor in factors in that students are uh, all very unique beings. They don't have to do amazingly at every section in their life. They don't have to master maths and they don't have to master geography if they don't want to. Sure, there needs to be a fundamental or a foundational knowledge so that they can uh, succeed and excel in life. It's not going to hinder them in any way. But to ask for mastery of a student, it means that they can see that there is a point in in mastering a subject. So mastering a subject is uh, optional. That's what I imagine in a school. It's you can choose what you want to do. You can choose the subjects. You can choose that you are interested in this particular area and you choose to master in that. Anything that you learn will be mastery based. And I think that goes back to my idea that if we are going to learn anything, if we are going to learn um, for university or for TAFE or for your own personal interest, you want to master the foundation so you do not trip yourself up later on. And as two episodes ago, you will not hit a wall. You will not have switched cheese learning because whatever you chose to master in, you have mastered. Also, this isn't to say that students will have zero knowledge in the things that they don't choose to master in, uh, just less mastery than what they're interested in. So if you're thinking something along the lines of, oh, what if they're disadvantaged? Don't worry, I got you. So let's discuss it now. Mastery learning is personalized to that learner. One wants to master in, in geography, the other wants to master in a language. Whatever they choose to do, uh, I, I know that there might be uh, the doubt in your head, like, well, if they choose to only master in one, won't they be so uh, limited in other aspects? In response to that, uh, and I, as I said in the email, I said, we need to answer this question. If I was a principal, if I was a teacher, I would need to answer this question first. Can this student, with the skills that they have and the knowledge that they've learned in school, can they participate and thrive in society? If so, I don't think it's a problem that they have mastered, you know, like this much and they're really, really good at this and lacking in that and they don't meet the criteria for that, right? That doesn't matter because at least they can participate and thrive in society. Also, I do want to add that we're not just talking about theory here because now that the future it has a lot of information that we can access super easily, that's not what's going to be scarce now. So it's going to be life skills, like communication, like personal resilience, the ability to adapt and the ability to learn. So learning how to learn. So when students graduate, they need mastery in these things as well and whatever's needed to excel in society. But if they can't, if they can't participate in, uh, in society and they're really limited, then I would just say, keep going with school. Keep going with it. Try and master that. If it's something that, um, say, like foundational maths, if you can't even calculate like basic fractions or basic um, 
things that you need in society, then I would say, yeah, we, we need to continue on that and master it. So can this student thrive with the knowledge that they have? And again, I'm going to reiterate that mastery will look completely different to each student. I don't think we should be too worried if a student is quote unquote unbalanced in terms of the knowledge that they have, because as we all know, and as um, Blake Bowles talks about with homeschooling and unschooling, students can learn whether they're in school or not, whether they have just graduated. It doesn't mean that they will forever be um, limited because they will always learn. And if they find an opportunity to really dig deep into this topic that they haven't really learnt, and if it could be a job and it really requires foundational maths, well, yes, they're, they're really going to have to work for it. And now they have a reason to work towards it. And man, this is just, I, I think I'm complicating this topic even more, but this just goes to show that there are so many layers within this one topic of what does the future of education look like and how does mastery-based learning fit into that? So <laughs> I think I might leave that topic because I know that there's still um, other questions that I didn't ask. So I'm an answer. Yeah, first it was, when will students graduate? My response was when, if society still in that time requires them to graduate at 18, they will graduate at 18. However, they can still graduate regardless of if they've mastered everything, that there doesn't need to be a set criteria. They only need to meet the criteria of what their end goal is. So if the end goal is a job, they need to meet the criteria for that. If the end goal is university, they need to meet a criteria for that. Very flexible. And, oh, and in response to the final question that he asked, what happens if a student takes so, so many years to grasp a particular topic? What happens then? So, yeah, say if they've taken four years out of their primary or high school to master this thing that they just don't get, I would ask a very, very important question, which is, does this student see the point in what they're learning? Are they curious in what they're learning and do they find it worthwhile for their time? Because I have noticed with any student who is passionate about a topic, doesn't matter, like it, it just doesn't matter what that topic is. If they are passionate, they learn so fast. And I can speak from experience when I was younger and any topic like right now about especially personal life skills, I'm obsessed with that and I'm learning heaps about it. Anyway, when I was younger, I was obsessed with Pokemon. Obsessed. If I was to master in the subject of Pokemon, I would have flown through. I would have been able to say, yep, this Pokemon uh, evolved, evolves in this level and you need that potion for this and you need... So I learned so quickly for this game because I had a genuine curiosity for it. <laughs> Funnily enough, this goes back to the very first episode talking about making, um, preserving the curiosity in students. But anyway, if this student isn't curious or isn't interested, that is the only real worthwhile answer to why they're taking so long. Taking into consideration that they have the proper teaching supervision, that they have the resources, that they have everything they need, they're just taking a lot longer, like really long then I would look into that. If it is something that they are interested in and they're really struggling, 
then yeah, I, I would need to change the module. I would need to do something. But again, these modules, there is no reason for no like this person to not be able to grasp it because we're going straight from the foundations. There really shouldn't be an issue. But again, there is always a uh, an exception. So I'm actually interested to see how that would happen. But for the most part, the student's just not interested. They don't have a genuine inclination for this. So I would say, yeah, let's just leave it for there. If you have the foundations, let's leave it. Let's go to what you're actually passionate in. And let's find a way that what you're passionate in can link to the thing that you're not so good at. Thereby making it a reason for you to master that foundations. Reinsert that curiosity. Reinsert that playfulness. So that you can excel in that by supplementing it with something you like. So (laughs) I just am unsure whether that even made any inclination of sense. (laughs) I think I need to eat more. Uh, But anyway, I... I hope, Max, to you that this at least answers something. (laughs) Answers something that you were uh, asking about and that um, maybe my email would make more sense, actually, my response to you. But I will say for that, I will leave. I will leave. My brain is dead. I will see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Ah.